0: Hello, my name is Iris Ventura. I created this podcast called No Border. Called No Border. I created this podcast in order to advocate for illegal immigrants who have encountered mistreatment at border facilities, have encountered discrimination such as um, health insurance or not being able to get money for college, even though they've been here for most of their life. I also want to talk about the current climate. I want to I want to know and I want to answer this question for you guys is it getting better is the situation getting better is covid-19 impacting the situation I want to bring awareness to the situation that immigrants face I want at the end of this podcast I will be linking um a separate document I will be linking places where you guys can donate um and of course let's just get started I first want to talk about why people come here in order to give you guys a better understanding and maybe empathize with the illegal immigrants that I'm talking about. I want to humanize them. People have been coming here since the 1920s. Most come here to achieve the American dream, to come here in order for a better life, to escape poverty, the danger, the the dangers of gangs. Um, my mom personally came here to to avoid poverty. She wanted to give me a better life, even though I wasn't born yet. She knew what she wanted. She knew that she wanted to approach the American dream, and now here I am, being able to talk to you guys. Um, many of my family members, many of my family members have stated that they came here for various reasons. Especially the male, the male side of my family members have said that they've escaped gangs and violence that's happened in Mexico. And they are just like any other human, even with the illegal status. And to continue talking about this and how much more difficult it has become in America, America. in an ABC News report by Elizabeth Scholes, she stated that more than 172,000 immigrants were stopped at the border last month. The most in 20 years This is actually a recent ABC News reports. And if I were to take this into a monthly average, that would mean that over a million immigrants would attempt to migrate to the United States in a year. And that is a lot of people. A lot of people that could potentially provide diversity, upcoming teachers, if we gave them the chance. Yet. When they get here, they're treated as criminals. They're held in detention centers for weeks in cramped cells. Directly quoting Time Magazine article by Madeline Jong, she describes these as adults adults and children have been held for days, weeks, or even months in cramped cells, sometimes with no access to soap, toothpaste, or places to wash their hand or shower. Reading this article made me mad, and I hope it frustrates you guys. Because it's not just adults, it's children being treated as criminals, just for wanting a better life. And although we know the law, I can't help but think that just because of a status, just because of a law made a hundred or years ago, we dehumanize them, we see them as less whether we directly say it or not, the way we treat them really matters. Humanity matters. And, sad enough, this is happening even with COVID-19 today. And I actually want to play the short clip, just a short clip, just for you guys to be able to listen to this. Because in... In a facility in Texas. This is going on right now, and I will be playing the video. Sorry, technical difficulties. An ad occurred. So while the ad is uh, processing, I also would like to set up. With my next section, I want to talk about how how does an undocumented person's life look like in America today, and that is still continuing. I guess good thing this is a draft. R and then here new images from inside a facility housing unaccompanied minors shared by GOP senators visiting the southern border. ABC's Rachel Scott was with them as they toured the border and she spoke to some of the migrants making that perilous journey north. Tonight the new images showing the conditions inside a facility where migrant children are being housed. In Donna, Texas, kids packed closely together, laying on the floor, separated by plastic pods. They don't have beds. They're lying down on the floor. They're right next to each other. They're touching each other. Yeah. So it's not six feet or even three feet. They're next to each other. They're all covered in reflective emergency blankets. Mm. And they're just. That is enough because I don't want to get copyrighted. But second of all, just because that, that short clip, the clip that I played shows you. Just how pressing the issue is today. We turn our backs because I know COVID-19 has stolen a lot of lives. And COVID-19 is still something that's really prevalent as I speak. Yet, we tend to forget that such issues are still existing. That immigration is still something that's happening today. It's still an issue that's ongoing. It's still something that's very divided. So... How does an undocumented person look like today in America? Well, people that aren't documented can't obtain one of the most important papers in the United States, which is a social security number. Since they're undocumented, before they can obtain proper papers on a social security, they have to follow through the process of citizenship. Because without it, these people are limited to what they could do. A social security gives you access to working. It gives you, um it gives you um in order to be able to get income tax back, it's such a necessity today in America. And because these federal-issued documents are missing for most, they can't get a driver's license or ID. They aren't eligible for health care. If my mom were to get in an accident, if anyone that you know that's an immigrant were to get in an accident, it would be of heavy debt for them. And perhaps one of the biggest faults of being undocumented United States is that, such as food stamps or federal aid, sometimes is denied, and this hinders people that are our age that go to our college. Although we have programs, many of these children aren't advocated for. They don't. They some people resort. To going back to the home country in order to gain access to higher education. Saying goodbye to a home they known for a while. And it's sad. That they, in a way, are forbidden to be something here. Because of their situation. Isn't it? It's just crazy how not having citizenship can have an everlasting effect of bringing education and income inequality. And, you know, if I were to ask, how does one become a citizen? If I said it was pretty simple, that if you're born here or not, and you need to apply for it, and applying for it is easy, I'd be lying. It's true. If you aren't born here, you need to apply. But it's not simple. You have to be here lawfully for five years. Or... You need to be married to an American citizen. Many people, it takes years for them to become an American citizens, as it's getting more costly as we speak. This situation is such an ongoing battle. And I just can't help but feel a bit hurt that even after years of many DACA students and many people that I know who have Contributed to American taxes, who have contributed to the arts, who have contributed to so many things, are still being seen as just illegal aliens. And for the last section of this podcast that I want to talk about and bring awareness is the Biden administration has been expanding the centers to more locations to allocate space for these immigrants. In a way, I'm very glad that something like this is happening. President Biden seems to be doing his best in order to help the current situation, although there's still much more help that is needed. In late February, the House and Joe Biden worked on the bill called the U.S. Citizenship Act to help over 3.4 immigrants gain citizenship. This is actually probably one of the most happy things I've read behind my research, just to think that maybe this president will actually help us and allow dreamers to receive federal financial aid, maybe making it easier for more people to be naturalized in a short amount of time. And I hope this is true. But I think in order to continue this fight, I'd like to invite anyone that's listening to this podcast to research more, talk to your family, talk to your classmates, Talk to anyone you think might know anything in order to help. And I will be linking below this link of the podcast, I'll be linking places where you could donate. And thank you for listening.